Hi, this is Haley Beebe, the Carveline Color Admin. Welcome to the Carveline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. Here are your hosts, Jack Walker and Paula Janus. All right, Paul, I think we finally got it figured out. I think we do. And you know, it's kind of amazing that it was a full year ago was the last time we were here at SSPC doing these podcasts. Yeah, and now, you know, here we are again, a whole year later. They let us do it. It's surprising, right? I had no premonition that they would let us do it again. Yeah, I mean, you're listening to it and you're like, why would we put these two bozos in front of people again, right? I could tell you why. Because we're cute? No, no, absolutely not. No? But somehow, we managed to keep schmoozing people to come and talk to us. Yeah, I mean, right now, people who have never heard this thing before are going, I thought this was about paint. Well, a little bit. Yeah, I guess we should quit beating around the bush. Yeah. So we do have a guest with us. And today's guest, we met last year at the show. And due to some scheduling difficulties, we weren't able to actually mesh it up. But we managed to convince him to come back this year so that we could actually do an interview. I heard the term persistent stalker this week, and that, that would be a good um, good explanation of how we got our, our guest here on the show. So, Paul, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest. Today with us, from the International Zinc Association, we have Bernardo Duran. And Hey, Bernardo, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you guys so much. I, I would say, first of all, thank you very much for being persistent and... Uh, I, You know, I was very excited to to hear about the podcast a year ago, and at this point, I'm ecstatic to be on it. So thank you guys so much for that opportunity. And thank you for your patience and understanding as we got set up to get going today. So why don't we start off with uh, a little easy subject here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what it is that you do, and who that you work for. Sure. So uh, let me start with my uh, time in the corrosion industry. Back in 2007, I worked at the American Galvanizers Association as a corrosion engineer, and so I provided technical support to the galvanizers across North America and some galvanizers in the world. Um, After that, in 2013, I uh, took a position with AZZ Metal Coatings, who are the largest uh, hot dip galvanizer in North America. At the time I was there, they had 41 galvanizing plants, and uh, after that, um, I've now gone on to International Zinc Association where I'm the manager of technology and market development. So you can see why we had him on. Along that line, now that, now that you're with the International Zinc Association, you kind of take a little bigger picture to some of the stuff that you guys do. It's not necessarily so much just the galvanizing end of it, but it's overall, how does zinc work in the industry? Yeah, that's a great observation. And moving from the galvanizing world to the broader zinc market, you know, one, one major thing I realized is, is how ubiquitous zinc is. It's in so many markets, so many industries, from zinc oxide and sunscreen to makeup. It's used in tires and then, of course, in corrosion protection, which is what we're here to talk about today. And um, so I guess since we are a coatings industry and we're, we're in the coatings world, why don't you tell us a little bit about the benefits of metallic zinc in the coatings industry. Sure. Um, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll give some kind of the, the overview for, for any type of metallic zinc coating, and then we can drill down into the different processes. Um, first of all, you know, when you apply a, a zinc coating onto steel, you're applying a barrier coating, just sim- similar to paint in the, the aspect of you're protecting that substrate from the environment. 
The other thing too is uh, zinc metal corrodes much slower than steel does. In fact, it's around 10 to 100 times slower in some environments. And uh, as the, the zinc reacts with the environment, it creates what's called the zinc patina. And this is a, a relatively water-insoluble coating, and it has a very, very low corrosion rate. And that's what gives metallic zinc coatings the, the long life they're known for. So, you know, we've kind of talked about a handful of things. I'm going to kind of throw you a curveball here just for a little bit, because, you know, we've talked about galvanizing zinc. But forgive me if you answer this in your last uh, question, but how does it, you know, why is it so good for corrosion protection, zinc itself? Sure. Um, so to answer the basic question, why is, is zinc good for corrosion protection? Um, first of all, it comes down to the very low corrosion rate of zinc in the environment. So if you have a much slower corrosion rate of a material, then still that's going to benefit you, be, benefit you because you're going to have more corrosion protection. It's going to last longer. And so if we apply a zinc coating onto a piece of steel, and now we can slow the corrosion rate between 10 and 100 times, well, that material is going to last a lot longer. How much? 10 to 100 times. So let's talk a little bit more about some more benefits of zinc rich coatings. Sure. So some we, I've talked about now the barrier protection and the zinc patina. The next really important way that metallic zinc coatings protect the substrate steel is something called passive galvanic cathodic protection. And so this is one of the major benefits of, of zinc coatings. When you have zinc, which is anodic to steel, and those two metals are electrically and directly connected, the, the zinc will corrode in place of that steel. And so that's one of the major benefits of metallic zinc coatings is that we have that cathodic protection. So just to provide a, a quick example, if we had a metallic zinc coated piece of steel and we had a scratch through the zinc coating all the way down to the base steel, that scratch will have what's called cathodic protection from the zinc. The zinc will preferentially corrode in place of that steel. And so that means if, you know, little construction site damage, um, let's say if a uh, rebar is drug around the, the project site, um, these damaged areas will have uh, some kind of corrosion protection, cathodic protection, up to about five millimeters. Bringing it back around to something that, that we've talked about in the past, probably Carboline's most famous example, and in my opinion, maybe the world's most famous example, is a vertical assembly building. NASA's building down in Cape Canaveral, Florida, it's coated with one coat of inorganic zinc. It's our CarboZinc 11 series. And it was put on that steel back in the 60s, and it is still the original coat of paint that was applied then. And it's, it's a fantastic demonstration of that property that Bernardo just told us about. Absolutely. And that's, uh, that's another example of how uh, versatile zinc is. Um, so it can be used in the metallic form or, or also used in the powder form in those inorganic zinc-rich paints. So outside of those inorganic zinc-rich paints, you know, galvanizing is a thing. You know, we, we kind of can compete with it. but We don't, we don't always acknowledge it, but yeah, it, it's yeah, there. Yeah, but let's talk about it. So let's uh, talk about some of the batch uh, hot dip galvanizing. Sure. I'll give a quick explanation of hot dip galvanizing. So uh, for batch hot dip galvanizing... That's the process where the steel has already been fabricated. So we, let's say that the fabricator has done what they need to do. They've, the piece has obviously already been designed. It's been fabricated. Now we're going to deliver it to the, the hot dip galvanizing plant. So 
the, the galvanizer is going to inspect it, make sure that you have proper vent and drain holes. Then they're going to chemically clean that steel, uh, first with a caustic solution to remove any kind of organic contaminants, the dirt, grease, and grime. And then they're going to uh, submerge that steel into either a, a solution of dilute hydrochloric acid or dilute sulfuric acid. And so what we're doing there is we're removing the, the iron oxides from the steel and cleaning it. The next step from there is we're going to flux it, and that prevents any oxidation before the actual galvanizing step. So when we talk about galvanizing, we know that we're talking typically about a metallically coated piece of zinc steel, but galvanizing the process, that's when you're actually submerging the, the fabricated assembly that's already been cleaned into molten zinc. And this is zinc that's at around 830 to 840 Fahrenheit. We're going to submerge that piece of steel for anywhere from three to maybe 12 minutes, depending on how thick the steel is and the actual design of the fabrication. And over that time, we're going to develop some intermetallic layers, some zinc iron alloy layers. And then when, we're going, when we remove the steel, we're going to have a, a frozen zinc layer. And so you'll have these three intermetallic layers and a frozen uh, pure zinc layer, nearly, nearly pure zinc. And that's what's known as the hot dip galvanized coating. Okay. So... I guess one of the other things that, that we've mentioned is another way that they apply zinc is the, the thermal spray procedure. Yes. Um, so thermal spray is, is similar in some ways to um, the, the liquid coatings that might be sprayed onto a piece of steel in the sense that we're, we're preparing the steel the same way. We're abrasive blasting the steel to remove the oxides. Um, it's also important, of course, before that step to remove the grease and oils. Um, so we would prepare it very similarly to a piece of steel that's going to be coated with any type of coating. Sure. The next step would be um, we are going to make sure that we have an angular profile. And typically it's around three to four and a half mils. So you want a little bit more of an aggressive anchor profile on steel that will be metallized. So just as a comparison, usually in organic zincs, when we apply liquid applied coatings, we look at somewhere around a one to three mil anchor profile. So this is a little bit more dense than that. A absolutely. And uh, that angular portion is very important as well because that helps the, uh, the metallic zinc to, to latch on to that steel and have good adhesion, which is yeah. very important. And that's true with pretty much all coatings, you know, whether right. it's thermal spray, inorganic zinc, uh, epoxies, that angular is really key. So when we're talking about thermal spray, there's one of the biggest differences between either the hot dip galvanizing or the liquid applied coatings is we're starting with a different feed material. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that end of the process? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the feed material for metallizing, it, it can be pure zinc or it can be a uh, zinc aluminum alloy. Those are very common as well in our industry. And so, you know, if, if we break down thermal spray metallizing, what we're doing at the, uh, the, the most simple form is we are taking a, a zinc or zinc aluminum wire and we are melting it and then we are uh, throwing it at the, the steel surface using compressed air or nitrogen. And really there's two different uh, methods that we, we metallize with. It's going to be either flame or arc spray and they're both doing the same thing at, at its core. Melting the zinc and propelling that zinc at the surface where it uh, attaches to the steel. And that's uh, one of the things that where we come in on the uh, side with metallizing is with uh, sealers because that's also an important key to working with metallizing. 
Absolutely. And those sealers can really help out the, the corrosion performance of a metallized coating. And so to put that into numerical terms, um, what, if you have a, a metallized coating that is unsealed, or if you just want to do a zinc aluminum alloy metallized project, we're typically applying 8 to 16 mils. If we seal it, however, you can apply less zinc. So we're talking in the range of 3 to 6 mils. And so you can see that, you know, the... There's a lot of savings there, right? Absolutely. Liquid coatings definitely can act in a beneficial way to metallic zinc coatings. They work very synergistically. I, I think a lot of times in our industry, there is a, a lot of talks about competition, uh, competition between the two, but there's actually a lot of uh, partnering and they can really help one another out. Yeah, and that's really what I was going to say. I was going to say that, you know, some of our guys listening to the show might be going, well, you know, we don't sell galvanizing but here's the thing it's how they work together you know a good corrosion protection program will give everybody the best benefits so let's talk a little bit about using coatings in conjunction with that uh, metallizing fantastic segue okay (laughs) so i am a professional (laughs) all right so when we do have a uh, metallically zinc coated piece of steel that we want to top coat, we call that a duplex system. And there's a few primary reasons why we would do that. Um, one is, uh, you know, if you have a specific uh, color or aesthetic um, uh, appearance concern that you want to, uh, I'm going to say that again. So n- the first is probably the most obvious. It's the way you, you know, see the steel. If, let's say, example, you have a stadium that has specific colors for their team, you don't, maybe you don't want the, the, the matte gray finish, you know, of a metallic zinc coating. So you'd apply some kind of liquid uh, coating on top of it. That's a duplex system. So the second reason why is when you want increased corrosion protection in a very harsh or extreme environment. And this could be something on the coast or maybe a, even a, uh, a ship at sea where corrosion protection is extremely important and any kind of failure where they have to take the uh, the ship out of service is going to cost a lot of money. What we're looking at is some way to help. Essentially, we're protecting the zinc from actually having to do its job to help lengthen its its service life. Absolutely. So the, the liquid coating, the paint or other top coat, um, what that's doing is it's protecting. It's, it's a barrier coat to the zinc coating. And until that paint coating is consumed, the, the zinc underneath is protected and it's not really doing anything at that point. And so if you think about um, long-term corrosion protection, okay, so let's, let's talk numbers again, okay? So how much is this paint or other top coat protecting the zinc coating? Um, let me give a quick example here. Let's say in a particular environment that we would expect a galvanized coating to last around 40 years and a, a paint coating to last 15 years. So if we combine those together, we're talking 55 years of corrosion protection. Well, if you have the top coating over a zinc coating, it doesn't just provide that 55 years of corrosion protection, but studies have shown that we're dealing with what's called the synergistic factor. And so you would take that 55 years and multiply it between one and a half and two and a half, depending on how extreme the environment is. If it's a very aggressive environment, maybe the one and a half factor would be more appropriate. And so that 55 years turns into over 82 years of corrosion protection. On the higher end, that two and a half factor, the synergistic factor, we're talking over 137 years. And so the the zinc, metallic zinc coating and that paint top coat act together to give an extremely long service, service life or time to first maintenance. 
Well, sure. And the theory is not all that different with your uh, three coat system or two coat system with inorganic uh, coatings. The idea of the barrier coat protecting the zinc and the zinc not having to do anything is universal, whether it's galvanizing thermal spray or, you know, zinc rich coatings. So this has been a very informative show. I know it has been for me because, uh, you know, we deal with coatings, so I don't get into that galvanizer's world very often. Bernardo, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been very informative and thank you. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you. All right. And so for the Carbolon Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd We'd like like to to thank thank you for your support. Who put the line in Carbolon?